Allison. Yes. I thought maybe we could go for a drink and just hang out. Oh, oh my gosh. So excited. So much to talk about. Whoa. What wow. A what a wow. two-night finale. Monday barely matters. Like, we'll still talk about we'll it. We'll still talk but... about Monday. But let's talk about who we are. Let's talk about it. I'm Evan Delaney. I'm Allison Gunnell. And this is Batch Please. This is Batch Please. And we are talking about the season finale of The Bachelorette. Yes. And afterwards, we have a super special interview with the OG Bachelorette herself, Trista Sutter. Trista Sutter. Sutter. So excited. It was amazing to have her. We cannot wait for you guys to hear that interview. And we actually talked to her before the finale, so we couldn't get into the nits grits of what actually happened. Right. So just know that. True. So we talked to her a lot about her experience as the Bachelorette, her overall thoughts on the season, some really good stuff. So stay tuned for that. All right. So let's go back to Monday night. Okay. Monday night. We resumed the rose ceremony. That I was... kind of forgot that we were even in the middle of a rose ceremony. Yeah. Chris the... Harrison moved the podium back. And <laughs> that I was, was like, so funny. We, need to, we need to move on. Yeah. The Luke P. show literally distracted from what was even happening. And yeah. I think even the guys were like, oh, shoot, there's like a rose ceremony we have to do now. Yeah. So sad. And I was a little surprised by who got sent home. Were you? I don't know any, anymore. I really I, don't. It's it's so hard not. to tell. Like, I was shocked, but then I was like, eh, that made sense. I was super sad to see Peter <sighs> go Peter, home. Peter, the pilot, flew home. Yeah, he – that was really sad. It was a really hard breakup to watch because yeah. he was so sad, and he genuinely really – Seemed to love Hannah. And I think she really, I mean, she obviously cared about him. Yeah. And her emotions were very high as well. It made me feel bad because he just looked like a sad puppy. He did. In the limo on the way to the airport or whatever. He just yeah. looked so sad. And he was he was crying in the car. He held it together pretty well I agree. with Hannah. I agree. I was actually super shocked by that. And then just kind of broke down a little bit in the car ride. But then we have the interview that he had with Chris Harrison. Yes, we did. And he seemed, again, kind of emotional. So for people who don't know, there's been two months now in between the finale of the show and the current live part of Mm -hmm. the show. So two months has passed. So, I mean, the amount of time has passed, the same amount of time has passed as the time he was actually on the show, which is kind of a weird way to look at it. It is. And you would think maybe the times would equal out and he'd be over. But when you have that relationship in a pressure cooker environment, yeah. it probably fucks up your psyche a little bit. Oh, for sure. It's hard to even say. And even when we talked to Ben Higgins earlier this season, and he even said he doesn't even know how to date normally anymore. Yeah. And having those super intense conversations probably much earlier than most people would because he's used to having kind of a two-month timeline on his relationships. Yeah. And Hannah comes out and they talk a little bit. And ultimately she said she had to follow her heart. And Peter... Despite the fact that he did it not once, not twice, as previously assumed, not three four times, four times, four times in the windmill, four times. His parents could not night. have been more proud. They were so they, the whole crowd. His mom was cheering so hard. The for whole him. crowd clapped so many times for their sex. It was hilarious. I mean, it was kind of awkward, a little weird that they even Barbara that even just and the dad up. was super thrilled. I don't know what the dad's name is, but. I they wonder. were so happy that he did it four times. I think Hannah was trying to lighten the mood a little bit just because like, yeah. they had had kind of that intense conversation, and he wanted to know why, and she really didn't have a reason except for I had to follow my heart, which the typical response when yeah. you know they're obviously falling for all these, all these people. And it was – I think she was trying to lighten the mood. Obviously, the crowd loved it. Yeah. I cringed a little, I'm not going to lie, just because <laughs> I didn't expect her to say that. But – I mean, it was hilarious. Peter obviously thought it was funny, and everyone in the audience, including his family, just thought it was hilarious. I think the way – I don't know. I feel like Peter and Mike are in the the driver's seat or the pilot seat in Peter's (laughs) case for Bachelor. I think – I agree. I think the crying in the the van did pretty good good stats for Peter. I feel like that's (sighs) always a good indicator of, oh, you could be the next Bachelor. He handled himself super well in the interview. Um and he's just sort of bland enough to be the, the center of that storm. I agree. I do. I still feel like it's going to be Mike. I feel I like. I actually want it to be Mike. I but feel like Bachelor Nation is like rallying around Mike yeah. for Bachelor. Let's I think just everyone, do two in one season. Have Monday Mike and Peter Tuesday. <laughs> two Bachelors at the same time. Yeah. I'm in. I, I love them both. It's going to be a lot of podcasts for us. So many podcasts. Hey, we'll do it. If we have to, then if, that's if what we're we going to do. But I don't know. I love them both. I kind of think that Mike would probably be more entertaining. 
Yes. As the Bachelor, which I think the past couple Bachelors were not the most entertaining. Yeah, so maybe they, they jumped would... over a fence. Yeah, that was the only thing Colton season really had going for it was yeah. that fence jump we all waited for. And you didn't Ari's... like all the shower scenes? Oh, my God. So many shower <laughs> scenes. And then Ari's was kind of eh. And Nick Viles was kind of eh. Yeah. And Wasn't there. Yeah. And so I think that maybe they want to go in the direction of a more entertaining Bachelor, which Mike... Yeah. I would watch Mike all day long. Like I think he's he would be fantastic. And I think the beta test for that was Hannah's season. Yeah, and I think it worked. I, I mean, so the ratings too. were higher than ever before. Kind of going the more entertaining, kind of different route than the safe route. I think that was really nice. Yeah, to go in that direction because I think that Hannah was a definitely a different kind of bachelorette. Absolutely. So we go back to. The actual guy. Oh, wait, who one more left. thing about oh, Peter. What is Did it? you see the Instagram story? I think it was Hannah's where she had like the Trader Joe's windmill, windmill cookies. cookies. Hilarious. Yes. Well done. Well done. That the, was so The social funny. media savvy of the people on this season has been pretty top notch. Hannah, especially. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bachelorette that has been, a, I don't know if they just weren't allowed before or if Hannah just kind of made her own rules, where she was kind of shading the people on the show and she was like yeah. making all these kind of suggestive jokes which was i think it was funny i like it it's a good two-screen experience totally agree and it makes sense i mean given the climate of now and social media being what it is i think it makes sense for them to participate yeah um okay sorry back right, to yes. the parent meetings so first they meet tyler and of course just like the rest of america oh, they absolutely God. fall in love with him they could not have loved tyler more. I, I honestly think that the dad and the mom wanted to marry tyler just as much oh, they as they thought Tyler. Hannah should have. You know they were sitting there like, please let this be our son-in-law. Like, yes. this is it. Like, this is what we want. He's the total package. Everything. And the way he talks about Hannah, I think any parent would be so receptive to the way he talked about her. With Absolutely. The, the way that he just talked so respectfully. Yeah. And her dad even brought up fantasy suites, which is kind of an interesting yeah. thing that the parents don't usually bring up. Yeah. <clears throat> but Tyler reinstated kind of what he said during actual fantasy suite week of, look, Hannah wanted us to go have a night where we could talk and get to know each other on a more emotional level. Yeah. I respect her. I respect our relationship. All for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really impressive to her parents to see, okay, well, we, we know enough to know the fantasy suites are usually about hooking up. Yeah. And it, it was nice to hear that, not that they didn't hook up, but that he was respecting what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way for everyone. Oh, absolutely. So Tyler C. could not have done better in this home. T- I mean, in Hannah's hometown, not really. Cause it's <laughs> in Greece. <laughs> But I think the only the great. only negative for him was that he had to ride a horse again. I felt bad for him on that. <laughs> it was like the one thing yeah. he really was not into, but he handled like a champ. Of course he did. As he does everything. I don't see a single flaw, honestly. And well, obviously we only see what we see, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you any problems with Tyler C, any cons, negatives against yeah. him. He's he's the best. And even Hannah was like, This is the perfect guy and Anyone would be so lucky to have him. He's the perfect guy. Yeah. So. Her parents did not uh, think that about Jen. Oh, yikes. Jeez. They They were brutal on him. Well, the first thing Jed says is, I don't know how much you guys know about me, but I'm a musician. Coming right out of the gate. Come on, dude. Like, that's the first thing you say, of course. Yeah. Then he's bragging about this, like, dog food jingle. Have you heard it, by the way? Oh, yes. I sure have. It's not great. It's not great. I will give him the benefit of the doubt that usually with jingles, you're kind of held to a certain corporate restraint. Um, So he has to, like, include certain things. However, however, it's not memorable. It's not catchy. And he's not a good singer. He's not a good singer. So it kind of failed on all fronts. Yeah. I don't know. He was really proud of that, which obviously... Good for him, though. Which, like, that's cool to land that as a gig. Like, obviously, that's cool if you're trying to get started. But the amount that he bragged about it as if that pet food jingle was going to be what made his career was just so... I I don't know. Her her parents were not impressed, to say the least. And honestly, they probably shouldn't have been. I don't think Jed's a very impressive dude. No, and he really didn't talk about their relationship at all. Like, the protocol for this, obviously, as seen by Tyler C., I'm going to compare him to Tyler C. because he's so wonderful, is saying, you know, here's what our journey was kind of like. Here's my feelings for her. Here's what I want our future to be like, whatever. Yeah. And Jed was basically saying, you know, yeah, my music, my career, yeah, Yeah. my music. And and Jed Jed felt the heat, and he was even expressing to Hannah that he was, you know, kind of concerned about how things were going. He didn't do very well under pressure, though, at all. No, no, he did not, which showed up a little bit later, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Which was super alarming, and 
you could feel Hannah getting really upset about this because honestly, I think in her mind she was kind of already like, okay, she, it's she Jed. wanted, she just I wanted want the, them to love Jed. the confirmation to pick Jed, and, and her parents did not give that to her. And, and then she, she even said, "I knew this was going to happen," mm-hmm. and it kind of makes you feel like she already knew that they weren't really going to love Jed and that they were going to love Tyler, which was going to make her decision a lot harder. Yeah, and she spent the rest of the episode convincing herself to pick Jed. Now. They had their little date on a boat. She gets seasick. But honestly, that's me thinking that her body's just rejecting Jed as a person. Yeah, exactly. So she got to – so after all the family stuff, she got to have her kind of last one-on-one date with both of them. Yeah. And as we mentioned before, poor Tyler had to go horseback riding again, which he hates, but he handled like a champ. Of course. And they had the most perfect, beautiful day. He, you know, mentioned to her, like, let's talk about our lives after this. Yeah. Which was a great move. It's obviously something to talk about if you might be getting engaged to someone the following day. Yep. So he basically kind of said, like, I'll go anywhere. I just want to give this all we have. Like, I want to give this a fair shot. Yeah. Which to me means he would have moved for her. He would have probably uprooted his life if that meant that he could start one with her, which I think should have gone a long way and should have shown her how much he really loves her, loved her, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And she even said, this is a perfect day. Everything went perfect. Then you have Jed. They're on the boat. They're talking about all the nonsense with her family. And as you said, she's literally ill. Yeah. Which is rejecting Jed. It's a sign telling her this is not the thing for you. Yeah. Her entire last one-on-one date was ruined for her with Jed because she was ill. If that's not a sign of massive glaring red flag, I don't know how to help her. Yeah. And that's kind of where the first night ends. Yes. And we pick up on night two. With the proposals. This broke my heart. I First of all, this is also the first time I've ever seen Neil Lane because he oh, wasn't around last you're season. you're right. This is the first time you've seen the ending, how it's actually, like, yeah. quote, unquote, supposed to so play out. So it felt out. weird to me. Like, oh, there's no so feats weird. of extreme athleticism. <laughs> no one's hopping any fences. So, yeah, that's how the seasons typically, quote, unquote, end yeah. is Neil Lane comes, they both pick a ring, and then whoever shows up in the first limo – they're they're not the one that the person chose. Yeah. So it's like that you see the feet first, and then that you see the face, and everyone I could, is either I could excited tell by or the brokenhearted. Feet, though, because the pants were so tight, I was like, oh, yep, it's Tyler for sure. And I think everyone in America collectively cried when we when well, Tyler C got out. That and one he first. goes into this really moving speech uh, to her in this beautiful setting, and you can see in her uh, eyes that she hates to cut him off here. And she said something, and then this is what broke my heart. Tyler just goes. Same. This isn't it. That was probably one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen on this show. It hurt. It was so painful, especially with all of us knowing knowing what happens, well, at least some of it, what happened with Jed. Yeah. Knowing how great of a guy Tyler was and how deeply in love with Hannah he was. And seconds before, just the most beautiful speech. Yep. He was talking to all of us. We yeah. all were, like, hooked on this speech. I even said out loud, though, at some point when I was watching it, she needs to stop him. Yeah. Because it was getting to the point where he is just, like, un loading his love and his, like, deep feelings for her. And she just was standing there, not even really looking at him, making kind of cringy faces. And I was like, Hannah, you have got to stop him. This is getting really painful. Even when she stopped him, though. Oh, it was hard. Well, he did the normal Tyler thing where he's like, I wish you and Jed the best. He it was, was interesting so that he called out Jed specifically because that usually doesn't happen either. Usually they're just kind of, like, so heartbroken. Yeah. But – Tyler, he's a different kind of cat. He is a different guy. And when, you, like you said, when he said this isn't it and you felt him realizing what was happening. Mm, hurt. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that, that was, was worse hard. than seeing Peter sad. Well, because he is seconds away from what he thinks is proposing to the girl <laughs> that he's in love with. And she is telling him, I'm picking someone else yeah. to be my fiance. And, I mean, you could tell how much it broke his heart. And he held it together and he... He was really great and strong, but, I mean, I think he was really heartbroken. And like you said, he he straight up said, I wish you and Jed nothing but success. I'll always be rooting for you. Yeah. And it, was, it made it even harder. It's it like did. you wanted him to be mad or be upset, and he wasn't. And then we get fine. Jed. Oh, and, of course, he brings out his stupid-ass guitar. guitar. Were you I, surprised, though? Yes, I knew but it was no, coming. I wasn't surprised, but I was so disappointed <laughs> like, I wasn't mad, but I was disappointed. Well, it's just you go from this top-level moment oh, God. to someone who is only able to express himself when he has a guitar in his hands, and that's it. 
And it, it, honestly, it's like he doesn't know how to use words because I yeah. don't really feel like at any point during the season, I don't know if this is editing or real, but I think it's kind of just him. He never really expressed how he feels about her. I didn't think. I mean, Correct. yeah, he said, like, I love you. Okay, sure, because that's kind of what he ha- was supposed to say. But yeah. he didn't really let his whole feelings ever come out in the way that Tyler did, Peter did, even freaking Luke did, yeah. Mike did. I mean, Week two, he, he was already like, hey, I love you. And, yeah, and I don't think Jed really did that. And Well, Jed came onto the oh, show the under song. false pretenses and yeah, stumbled so his many. way to an engagement. A lot of false I mean, pretenses. Oops. <laughs> I wonder, I saw a lot of kind of memes about this yesterday. I feel bad about it, but it's kind of funny. I saw a lot of memes last night that was like going on a show for your music career and accidentally ending up <laughs> engaged. And it's kind of true. That's how it feels. Yeah. And yeah, the engagement, as Chris Harrison said, it was kind of cringeworthy. He's singing her the song. She's just sitting there like, oh, this is so great. And tells him she's in love with him. She loves him so much. She loves him. He gets down. And I don't know why this bothered me so much. He didn't even say her full name. Oh, man. That bothered me. Everyone, like, yeah. even Tyler in his speech was like, Hannah Brown. And, yeah. And freaking Jed gets down on one knee and is like, hey, Hannah, do you, will you marry me? Yeah. I, I honestly think he just did that because he thought he was supposed to. Honestly. I'm surprised he didn't put the ring on his, like, guitar tuner instead. Like, that would have been a thing that he would have done. My Yeah, my brother was saying that he was like, what if the ring is in the guitar <laughs> and she has to see it in the guitar while he's singing? I just, it was all just really cringeworthy. Ugh. Seeing how happy she was for about five seconds. And then one day later. Oh, my God. She I, finds out about, I mean, it's literally, it seems like the next day is when she found out well, about she found out a little bit of it the yeah. next day. So she yeah. said the day after the engagement. Okay, so engagement is done. Hannah and Jed are engaged. That's how the season, quote, unquote, ends. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward one day. And apparently he kind of said, oh, hey, by the way, in case anything comes out now that we're engaged, there's this girl I was, like, kind of hanging out with. Yeah. It wasn't serious. <laughs> we just were hanging out. I don't think anything will come out, but, like, just in case, just know that, like, yeah, I, I dumped her about a week before the show to come on the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Which, like, if Hannah heard that for the first time, she's like, oh, okay, that's not great. I wish you would have told me earlier. That's something they can probably work through, though. Right. But then she catches wind <sighs> of the People magazine article. Yeah, so she finds out. So, you know, she kind of tells Jed, okay, I think I can work through that. You know, a lot of people leave relationships to come on the show that they're not happy in and think it'll be a new start, whatever, can move past it. Then she finds out a People Magazine article, and she said, you know, when I heard about an article, I kind of was surprised, thinking, why is this worthy of a People Magazine article? It doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Yeah, well, it showed her a different side of the story that she didn't have, and there were receipts throughout the entire oh, time, the letters, the, the text proof. messages. And yeah. they they filmed the conversation between Hannah and Jed at, I guess, Hannah's house or were. something like that. I don't really know. I don't know where they were either. Because they were yeah, in Los she, Angeles. Yeah, so it could have been. I don't I don't know where it really was. But, yeah, she found out the whole People Magazine story, like you said, which meant, which had the letter he supposedly wrote mm-hmm. to this girlfriend that he had um, the day before he left for filming saying, like, you know where my heart lies, this and that, whatever. Yeah. Text messages from literally when he's boarding his flight to leave for The Bachelorette. And he he it's categorizes this woman as, oh, I was just, like, seeing her casually dating well, they also Yikes. like met each other's parents. Went on a went on really extravagant vacation. Said I love you. Said I love you. All this kind of stuff. A vacation that her parents bought them, and it was yeah. their joint birthday present. And they took pictures and they posted them. And and he is saying, "Oh yeah, we just like hung out a few times." And Hannah oh. kind of called him out. Okay, what did you do every time you hung out? Did you sleep with her? Did you say I love you? Was it more than once? Yeah. And he kind of was – Sorry, Jed, I think you had a girlfriend. Yeah, and then he even had the audacity at the at the end of their kind of conversation when she said, hey, remember night one when Scott had a girlfriend and we found out? Did that yeah. not ring a bell or raise any flags for you to say, hey, by the way, I also had a girlfriend, yeah. but just so you know, here's our situation? And he said, oh, well, I didn't have a girlfriend <laughs> technically I mean, come on. Yeah. He still. He did was not lying. play this well. And ultimately. Terrible. He it, also showed no emotions. It felt like he did not really care. His emotional range is very similar to his vocal range. Not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> not great at all. Yeah, he didn't show. I didn't feel like he showed any emotions during Hannah basically 
calling him out saying, yeah. hey, fiance, remember your girlfriend at home? Like, tell me more about this. Yeah. And I think Hannah felt obviously upset, embarrassed about the whole thing and also felt really bad for that girl. She's like, you kind of screwed her and me over. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not fair to either of us. Yeah. And, and Jed even said like, oh, this is affecting me. And Hannah corrects him. He's like, no, this is affecting us. Yeah. And everyone kind of clapped in the audience. But I think that's a perfect example of how Jed views it was, all of this. It was a little strange to me that they filmed that whole sequence. It wasn't to me because that's what they usually do. Okay, so, I didn't know if that happens on the yeah, road or not. Yeah, so Ari, who is the Bachelor before Colton, he picked Becca. Yeah. And then he – same thing. They got engaged. They were happy for like a few weeks. And then very similar situation. They had a very emotional sit-down filmed mm-hmm. where Ari said, Becca, sorry, I actually think I love Lauren, who is the runner-up. Mm. And I want to end our relationship and try to see if I can have something with Lauren. And, I mean, it – that was probably one of those. I mean, Becca just cried for like 20 minutes and they filmed the whole thing That's and we all had to watch it. It was really weird. And they filmed him going back to Lauren and asking for her back. So they have done this before. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give up an opportunity for to film that and yeah. to put that on the show. But I mean, it was painful. I think Hannah handled it like an absolute champ. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. She, she did. called him out for everything and yeah. she was super honest and told him, I feel like this whole experience now has been taken from me. My engagement, the first time someone's going to get down on a knee and propose to me, is now tainted. Yeah. Because you did this to me. Yeah. It's, I think Hannah, while I think we all, believe that she made the wrong choice i mean it's from our point of view from watching the show and even we think the same thing about how she kept luke p around of course she's actually done a great job of rectifying the situation totally and she under like she sees eventually what is happening and she does her best to be like okay this is what i'm doing for me and this is what i should be doing because it's the right thing to do and the way she's handled herself i this is weird because i don't actually know her i'm proud of her I'm so proud of her. Me too. So proud. I feel like we're like proud parents over here or something. But yeah, I feel the same. And yes, there's a lot of things that maybe we all didn't agree with. Like you mentioned, Luke P, Jed, all of that. But the truth is, and I know it's a reality show and people will say whatever they're going to say about the show, but we're not in it. Yeah. We're not Hannah. We're not the ones having these feelings for people. We don't know what she feels. If she felt that strongly for Jed, for Luke, for any of them, then yeah. obviously in her mind, she was like, I have to like see, I have to explore this feeling. I have to trust this. Yeah. And now, like you said, she's done a really good job with Luke, with Jed, kind of coming back and saying, yes, this happened. Here's how I feel now. Yeah. And like you said, rectifying the things that from the audience looks like bad decisions. Yeah. So they sit down with Chris Harrison, oh, and man. Chris kind of continues to grill him a little bit. That was so awkward. Jed comes out, a few people clapped, and then just nothing, <laughs> like no clapping, yeah. which granted might have been better than booing. I don't know. They probably told the it's audience, tough. don't boo. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. In a lot of ways. Because, well, okay, so then he comes out, and Hannah's sitting down, and he's kind of waiting for her to maybe get up and hug him, and they have like a hug, and they sit very far apart on the couch, Yeah, very different than the Peter sit down and I think it was all just really really cringy and really awkward and he gave this kind of half-ass apology like I own everything this is all my fault very robotic I felt Mm -hmm. and you know quote-unquote apologized for everything and kind of said you know I take on like I take ownership for all of it I didn't admit to the whole truth before because I thought I was gonna lose you and he he did lose her I don't know the deal is is just be truthful up front. The truth will set you free. Yeah. A little life lesson from Evan Delaney. Yeah. Thank you for that, Evan. You're welcome. And Let's be honest. I just, yeah, I, he ended up getting tangled in a web of lies and it screwed him over and he didn't get to have his, you know, happy ending either. Or yeah. if that's even what he wanted. It's still, jury's still Probably out if not. he really cared about <laughs> Hannah that much or if it was yeah. a music thing. I will say, the only thing I'll say, this is not really in defense of Jed. But I do feel as though the attacks on him and his family are really unfair. We talked about this earlier in the season. Like, yeah, it's don't crazy. don't threaten on social media. Don't and his do that family, kind of like stuff. his decisions and this whole situation, is not telling of his family. Like, yeah, it's really. I just think it's shitty. Well, that I think people his are, like, family attacking. totally knew about the girlfriend, and they were trying uh, to subtly yeah. warn Hannah, like, hey, don't. I thought do they this. were going to ask about that last night and be like, so why didn't your family react? Yeah. 
about this. So I felt I feel bad for his family, and I do feel bad for him only because people are sending him like death threats. Well, that that is and, unnecessary. And he's young, and this is obviously a big mistake that he made. And not that that excuses anything. Like I think, of course not. By the time you're 25, you should have your shit together. I agree. But this is going to follow him the rest of his life, probably. And yeah, he's always going to be the guy who screwed over the Bachelorette. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be his thing, and that is not going to help his music career either. So no. he kind of screwed over his image and his music career. So, you know, I hope that eventually in life, I hope Jed finds somebody that he is very honest with, mm-hmm. that he can have a relationship with hope when he's, he's ready for that. Lesson. But like Dr. Phil right now. I know. I don't think he's truthfully. Well, Jed, I think you should uh, <laughs> put the guitar down and tell her how you really feel with your words, not your songs. Good. That was, was that good, Dr. That Phil? was fantastic. Thank you know. for that treat. Um, I'm working on my impressions. <laughs> I think that the, I mean, the other thing we didn't even mention, which was also kind of screwing over Jed, and another reason I don't think Jed is honestly like ready for all of this is that after him and Hannah got engaged, he moved back to Nashville and had like girls over partying at his house. Oh yeah. And then didn't tell Hannah about it, it's and then other girls DM'd Hannah to tell her about it, and yeah. it's like, what else is this guy gonna put her through? And yep. It was just – it was a lot. I don't think Jed was ready for this commitment. I think that he had no intention of going on the show with yeah. making it that far, and I don't think that he anticipated the response – I mean, I say responsibility of being engaged. You have yeah. a responsibility to yourself and your partner when you yeah. have you, chosen – You've been engaged. I have been engaged, and I think that did there – Did it work out? It did. It did work out. We're married. Does it, he have a music career? No, no. Kidding, no music career. No music career. Um, but uh, – I is don't he know. Mr. Right? I don't know. I mean, now I feel like Jed's kind of ruined I'm talking, that. I'm talking about your husband. I know what I'm saying. I think Jed has ruined oh, the words the Mr. Mr. Right because so of the stupid So you don't want him to be song. that way. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't know. I just think that he wasn't ready for this. And I think that all of those things, how he handled everything. And then the fact that he had women over partying his house as an engaged man. Probably not great. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Really bad look for him and Hannah and the whole relationship. So Whatever. Bye, Jed. That's done. He leaves, and then we bring out and then our boy. Our boy. Tyler C. And I, the, the way when, when oh Chris was like, God. oh, we're going to see Tyler C. next, Hannah was trying to control her excitement. Can she you was see? She so was excited. giddy. She was like yeah. trying to conceal her smile. This was I the rest see. of America. I was, I was sitting there watching, and I even said, like, I'm giddy about what's going to happen. And I watched her reaction, and I was like, hold on. And I was sitting with my mom, and I was like, wait, okay, normally on the – after the final rose, again, you haven't seen a normal one. Yeah. Normally, and it would have been like, okay, she sent Tyler home. Then it would have gone to the live version of her and Tyler talking. Mm-hmm. Then it would have gone to the Jed thing. It would have ended with Jed. Yeah. Because it was ending with Tyler, I was like, hold up. Yeah. I kinda, There's a reason they're ending with Tyler. Yeah. We're ending this on a happy note. I was sponging what they were spilling there. Yes. Is that your new favorite phrase I love to say? saying that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, something is coming with Tyler C. And he walks out, and I have never seen a reaction. Chris Harrison was like, I can just leave. Yeah. People gave him a standing ovation. The chemistry was there. It was so obvious. People were cheering. People were screaming. People were so excited for Tyler C., because that is what we all wanted anyway. And, I mean, he obviously was pretty humble about it. But people were freaking out. Yeah. It was absolutely wonderful. And she could not have been – I mean, she had the biggest freaking smile on her face. When they hugged, I was like, oh, my gosh. Their chemistry – they their chemistry is still yeah. off the freaking charts. Oh, yeah. And they kind of spent, like, two seconds talking about their breakup because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And – you know, he said, yeah, it was hard, whatever, whatever. And she didn't say really anything. And then the best part of the whole season, I'll I'll just say the whole season, say she says, you know, she's kind of through giggles. She's like kind of blushing. And she's yeah. like, you know, I'm you're a great guy. And, I'm you know, I'm a single girl. So, like, maybe we could get a drink. And people erupted. Yeah. Erupted on the stage. I mean, it was incredible. It was the happiest way I guess it could end after Jed was the one who yes. got engaged. And it was how I wanted it to end so badly, and I did not think you were like, that is not going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. And I wanted it to happen, but truthfully, I didn't think it would. Yeah. And so now everyone's going to be rooting so hard for Hannah and Tyler C. Yeah. I And you know what? They're taking it the practical way. Yeah, she's like, let's get a drink. Out, let's catch up. A drink. Yeah, I mean. I think it's great. I'm so happy about this. But I will say one thing to you that I said when I was watching last night. 
I 100%, 100% believe that that was not the first time that they talked. Oh, I agree. They've There's probably, no way. I mean, they've had communication on, I've seen on Twitter, like back and forth. And then, yeah, I'm sure they've texted. They have stuff. FaceTime, they've called, they've texted. I don't yeah. believe for a second because, I'm sorry, but the way they greeted each other was not like people who the last time you saw each other was heartbreaking two months ago. Yeah. They have talked, and she even said he's been really supportive through all this, even after the show ended, mm-hmm. which makes me think when the Jed news came out, I bet Tyler DM'd her or whatever and was like, I'm not sorry. not even as an opportunity. If you need a friend, exactly. just know that like, I'm sorry, and I'm, if you ever want to talk, if you ever need a friend, I'm yeah. here. And I bet you that's all he did, and I think it probably naturally grew back into what it yep. was, and now they're going to date and fall in love and get married, and I cannot so, wait. Hooray for happy endings, I guess. Tyler C. for the win. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. Jed went home and told his friends that he won. Yes. That was how oh, he yeah, handled yeah, yeah. that. Ugh. All around, Jed, bad. Tyler not, C. Not good. a great dude. No, not all right. at all. That's, so that's that's the finale. That's the season. Let's uh, let's hear a little word from a sponsor, and then let's get to our Trista interview. How does that sound? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, listeners of Batch, please, we are so, so excited to welcome our special guest today, none other than the first Bachelorette in history, the godmother of the Bachelorette franchise, Trista Sutter. Trista, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you. We will try to condense. We have so much we'd love to know from you. Um, Well, I think it's important to preface, too, that we are actually talking to you on night one of the finale of The Bachelorette. So we won't get into the details of what's going to actually happen because we don't know. We don't know yet. We have our predictions, but we do not know yet. So hopefully hopefully tonight we learn some more there. Um, But first and foremost, I mean, you were the first Bachelorette. You kind of got this whole thing started. So can you give us a little bit of information and background into kind of how that all came to be for you? Yeah, so I was living in Miami at the time. I had gotten home from work. I was working as a pediatric physical therapist, watching television. Extra was on. There was a casting director talking about reality show. And back then, reality shows were kind of, not kind of, they were in their infancy. Um, I think American Idol was on and Survivor, Real World, of course, and Road Rolls were kind of the the people to kick it all off. But um I thought, oh, well, that could be fun. I was kind of in a rut in my life, not super fulfilled and just looking for a change. And that seemed like a good change. So uh, I applied and, you know, of course, the rest is history in getting um, asked to do the first season of The Bachelor. I was ended up being the runner up on Alex's season, which was the first season and then as I was watching the finale of The Bachelor, they, uh, the EP, um, Mike Fleiss, called and said, so what do you think of possibly being our first Bachelorette? And I said, sign me up. Um, I knew <laughs> that they knew who I was and what I was looking for. And I felt like who is better to find me a husband than a major television network. So, um, <laughs> so I said yes. And, and then we signed on the dotted line and, you know, now I have my um, beautiful life with my, my fairy tale prince husband and, and my two kiddos. Well, I think it's interesting because you're being one of the first ones you're one of the very few success stories of the whole franchise as well. I don't think the stats are in the favor of long-lasting relationships. True. (laughs) Um, Although I will say there was a dry spell for a while, you know, after us, I, I feel like the, the next person may have been Ashley. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I know that there was a dry spell for a while and then, um, oh, Jason and Molly, you know, of course, they they had right. their issues. <laughs> right. A, a, unique, a, a unique story there. 
you very unique story um that I love I adore them both and and then Ashley so but lately I feel like you know there have been a good string of success stories with Garrett and Becca and Jojo and Jordan and Rachel and Brian and you know we've had some really good successes so it's I've always likened it to real life you know how many people do you date in your lifetime um, and then you find the right one? Like, yes, this is in a bubble and there are multiple people on one side, but, uh, you know, you have to go through a lot of different personalities and relationships in order to find the one that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you had the luxury of doing it in a five-week <laughs> condensed uh, TV yeah, show. Yeah, you had a great story. Exactly. So what was, the, what was the pressure like being the lead yeah, you're kind of on both sides of it as being a contestant on The Bachelor and then also being the lead. So what was that like? Oh, gosh, a lot of pressure, especially for someone who has an empathetic heart, which I feel like pretty much all of the people who have been in the lead position have. Um, I cried on the first night because I felt so bad letting people go. Um, and I, I, I barely knew them, you know. I mean, I might have had a 10, 20 minute conversation with them. And just, I just felt bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely is hard. The pressure is there, but uh, it's all how you handle pressure and whether or not you can take it. And I think for the most part, people do a good job. You can see when people are, are getting sick, if they lose their voices or, or whatever's going on. Um, you can see some physical uh, demonstration of the pressure sometimes during each season. And that definitely happened to me. I remember one of the producers just telling me all these naturopathic things that we should get at Whole Foods. And uh, I'm like, just whatever, just feed me (laughs) with something. So I feel better. That's that's really interesting because Evan and I have been talking recently about, you know, in a different land, what it would be like to be the bachelor bachelorette. And we both have kind of talked about how we think having to send people home would be so hard. We're both like those people pleaser kind of people. And I think that having to send people home, like you said, even if you've only talked to them 10 or 20 minutes would be really, really challenging to do. It is because you feel like um, you have to make a gut rash decision, if you will, because you have limited time. Um, and you don't want those people to think that they're any less of a good person because you're not choosing them, you know, like it just so happens that you had a better connection with other people. Um, and you have to make a decision. So you're put on the spot and it just, it, you feel bad. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a hardship of the show. But what besides obviously finding your husband and a beautiful life after that what was the most enjoyable part being being the lead oh gosh um well you get your hair and makeup done every day (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm all for a good pamper session absolutely Um, and you know you have a full wardrobe which well, actually, I, I lied. Back in my season, I did have a full wardrobe, but it was because I kind of set it up. I did not have a Carrie Fetman at the time. I had a stylist, but she just basically helped me put outfits together. She helped me kind of go shopping where I had set something up. So um, now, of course, they have boatloads of clothes to choose from because of Carrie, you know, and his connection. So um I mean, that's really fun for a girly girl like me. You know, you get to play dress up and it's, it does not um, suck to be flying on private jets and, you know. Of course. Uh, yeah, as, as we've all experienced before. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. <laughs> that was so not my life before and is not my life now. Um, <laughs> but it was fun to, you know be uh be pampered in that little bubble oh yeah absolutely and you know you kind of mentioned the wardrobe and how the whole stylist thing has kind of changed over the years you know obviously this show has now been on for several years we're in the 15th season. yeah yeah so I mean it's been on for so long and you know as the one of the first members of this how do you kind of feel that the show has evolved over the years like what do you see differently now from when you had your reign as bachelorette uh that's funny. I was asked this 
on um, Good Morning America recently, like a couple months ago, and they basically asked the same question, and I said, high definition. <laughs> Which could be That's good or good bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm kind of glad I didn't have high definition. But, um, yeah, I there are clearly a lot of ways that it has changed. Social media, um, where they go, you know, I traveled to Mexico and Seattle and Sedona, um, not Australia or Crete or wherever. So, um, you know, they have probably a bigger budget. Uh, we didn't live in the house that they film in now. Um, we lived in different houses, actually the bachelor. We, I lived in a separate house then. Um, and it was in Malibu. It was gorgeous, but just the logistics stuff like that has changed. Um, and I think, you know, there's a, this huge bachelor nation and that wasn't, that wasn't a thing back then. Like we had no idea what we were doing or what we were getting into. And now it's part of pop culture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned as being a big force in today's bachelor nation and the whole universe that surrounds it is social media. Are you glad that you, were on the show in the age before social media or do you kind of wish that you could have seen some tweets and Instagrams and all that kind of stuff? You know, I, I think a little bit of both. I think we did have what is what was called message boards and That's they weren't, true, yeah. it wasn't like you could go like they couldn't contact me directly. They couldn't send me a message and say, you're, you're a whatever, um, you know, and criticize and name call. But um, I, of course, went on the message boards and saw all the bad things that people uh, were saying yes. about me. So, you know, there was still criticism out there. I mean, there were still the press. And I, since I was the first one, I, I was called every name in the book. I mean, everyone thought that because a woman would be in the power position that she would look like a slut or that... Um, whatever, whatever. I was called everything. And so I definitely had that negativity and it would have been hard having that negativity come at you in a direct way, um, which is what they deal with now. I mean, I know that death threats are happen all the time and people are just not nice when they're sitting behind their phone and they feel safe or their computer. And I think it's awful. Um, But in the same respect, would I love to have 2 million followers like a lot of these people do um, and be able to make a living for my family? Uh, yeah. yeah duh. Of course. So, um, you know, I make a great living what I do and so does my husband, but you know, it, it is frustrating when my finale got like 31 million. Um, I think 31 million viewers watched our proposal and something like 25 or 26 watched the wedding. Um, and that that hasn't translated into social media. So yes, is it frustrating? Because I would love to be given the same opportunities that these people who come off the show and their episodes were maybe seven, eight, nine, ten million. 10 million, you know, it, it would be nice, but is it the end of the world? No, not at all. And, you know, you take the good with the bad and, and please. If we're going to be honest, I was paid a million dollars. Ryan and I were paid a million dollars to get married. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like they don't, they didn't have that opportunity and I don't have the opportunities that they have. So it's all good. It all evens out. Yeah. I mean, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but something that I know I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on are kind of that double standard that we see between the bachelor and bachelorette. And obviously you being the first bachelorette, I'm sure you experienced a lot of that so I'd love to hear kind of what you think about that double standard well thank god I don't think there is a double standard anymore I mean it's a lot less than I guess it used to be um because when I was named um that I would be the first bachelorette I mean like I said I was I was called everything and I think it's just now it's all about how the person carries themselves and um, what they do with their time as the bachelorette or the bachelor. Um, and, and that's where the, the, I guess, judgment, unfortunate judgment comes from. Um, I think it's all an individual thing. And thankfully, 
at least I, I think that's that's kind of my opinion. I think that leads us well into talking about this season because Hannah has been such an empowering figure for herself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I'm assuming you've been watching this season. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? So I literally just finished the mental today. I was a little behind as, um, as is life with children. Of course. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely behind, but, uh, but have been, you know, I see, I follow a lot of, um, my friends that are from the show and have been watching, you know, their stories and stuff. So I've, I'm kind of, I was filled in on a little bit of what, had happened and you know I follow the Bachelorettes and Chris Harrison and you know Hannah and and so I know what was going on but um I have to say that I I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or and I relate to the parents on the show probably more than I relate to the contestants sometimes (laughs) um because of my age I mean I'm 46 and I probably would more likely be friends with the parents who are on the show than, (laughs) than the actual contestants um, because they are like two decades younger than me, which you guys probably are too. (laughs) We we don't talk about age here. (laughs) So anyway, um, I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or what, but I, I feel bad for the people who are pegged as the villains. Um, Take Luke P, for example. I I feel like he got the short end of the stick a lot of this season. And it really bothered me. Like, I, I almost didn't finish watching The Mental All because it really was frustrating to me that they had him sitting in the hot seat for what ended up being an hour of the show, like half of The Mental All. Yeah. And then past that, He and he sat there and he took everything like in such a classy way, like he just sat there and took it um, and was continued to be bashed um, or talked down to throughout the entire show, like even after he was in the hot seat um, from every angle, uh, you know, from everybody, from the guys, from Hannah, from people in the crowd, from like that guy. Devin, who like walked up without an invitation, yeah. which I thought was ridiculous. I'm sorry, but um, you wait for an invitation for Chris Harrison. That's just disgusting. <laughs> Nobody interrupts Chris Harrison. You don't interrupt Chris Harrison, and you don't take a seat right in the hot seat when you're not invited. It's kind of it kind of is the same as when people interrupt at the rose ceremonies. Oh, can I interrupt? I'm like, no, you can't interrupt. Just wait your freaking turn. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's kind of how I feel about that. But um, my heart just like, I, I kind of made my blood boil that people were so cruel. Like even at the end, I felt like it wasn't like very caring of, of Hannah. And I love Hannah. I've never met her, but I love her. And of course she's part of my, my bachelorette tribe. Um, I just felt like he had he had been um, what's the best way to say it? He had been taking hits the entire mental all, mm-hmm. even through apologies, which whether or not they were sincere, they were apologies. He wasn't backtracking. He wasn't saying, Oh no, I didn't say anything wrong. Oh no, I didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like he was like actually apologizing and no one was accepting it. And they were just, the hits just kept on coming. So I, I don't know. It, that really bothered me. Well, I, I, you know, I kind of mentioned Evan, you know, we haven't been the biggest, I would say Luke P fans over (laughs) here, but I did kind of, we talked a little bit about after the mental, how it, it bothers me how the past few seasons, but especially this one, the entire mental all was based around the quote unquote villain. We didn't really get to hear anything from a lot of the guys that Hannah actually had really strong relationships with, like your Garrett and Connor and Mike. I mean, we really didn't get to hear. Yeah. Not, not as much as I would have liked because we love Mike over here, but I feel like some of the strong relationships that she had, we really didn't even get to hear from or hear about. And the whole thing was spent talking about Luke, which I did think was a huge miss 
in general for the mental. Yeah, I, I felt like we spent so much time this season talking about him and that whole thing that I kind of feel like it was done and it ended. And I don't know yeah. that the entire. I was like, what? Why are you even talking about it? Like she literally said, um, "I'm tired of talking about it." And I was like, "Well, why are you talking about it? You're literally talking about it, and you're yeah. saying that you're tired of talking about it. So don't talk about it." Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of an elephant in the room type of deal, the way that the last episode kind of had the incendiary ending, um, both for Hannah and, I mean, it was erupting all over social media as well. And so I I listened to a podcast earlier in the week that Chris Harrison was on, and he said, like, I wanted to give Luke this platform to kind of explain himself if he was willing. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that the show and some of the guests on there might have taken advantage of it to kind of prod at him a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, he – I. I think he's done a lot of wrong this season. And that, that might just be the edit that he got. I think that's the hard thing is we don't know what's the edit and what's real and we never yeah. will, which I think is the hard part. Because you have his family and friends kind of coming to his aid on social media and saying, guys, this isn't Luke. Like, we know him. This isn't him. And when we're only seeing what we see, yeah. you know, that's all you base your opinions off of. But the truth is none of us know him at all. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, everyone from Hannah to the guys and even in the – the interview that Harrison did was like there was some general disdain towards Luke P, and he is oh, not yeah. a, lot. a I, I would just say stand-up guy from what they have from said. what they show, yeah. And you know, I like Allison said, we're not. It we're was not frustrating. Here. I I will say I had Ryan, who is my kind of like my clear voice, um, watch. He doesn't normally watch, and he hadn't watched any of the season, which is normal. But um, I had him watch the episode where um, he asked about sex. And um, I just wanted to understand if my reaction to it was if I was off base, because I'm, I think I probably have a different, I have a different reaction than most people. And it, it also might be because of my um, experience on the show. So early on, on my season, Charlie said to me, and he was my number two, if you will. Um, he said to me, will you promise me that if we get down to the end and I'm still involved, that you won't have sex with somebody else if you think that we could potentially be partners in the end? And I felt like that was, that was exactly what Luke was trying to say. He just didn't say it in the same way. And it was later on in the game where she had already had sex with someone. So she got defensive. So um, Ryan felt the same way. He felt like Luke was trying to basically say, Hey, listen, we're talking about me proposing to you next week or whenever it was time frame wise. I know it was like coming up. And if you're going to be my wife, like, let's just talk about sex. And if we're on the same page, are you, are you thinking that you, you are interested in having sex with other people? And if you are, let's talk it through because it's like, because I might be proposing to you in a week, it doesn't make me feel comfortable do you know what I mean like I yeah. feel like yeah. the, just the way that he said it I feel like I know what he was trying to say and it was maybe just the way that he said it and also the fact that she had already had sex and I feel yeah. like she got super defensive and like you can't tell me what to do and I mm-hmm. totally get I mean please I'm a female I love female empowerment but in the same respect I feel like she kept saying um this is not about you but it is about him. It's about the both of you together. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's about her and it's her quote unquote show, but she's not there alone. It is her show with all these relationships trying to figure out which is the best relationship for her. So I, it really bothered me also when she and others kept saying it's not the Luke P show, um, but the television cameras made it the Luke P show. Yeah. It wasn't him. Like, I just feel like they were the ones who gave him all the time. And why are you say, like bashing him when it wasn't his choice to put his 
his his stuff on air all the time. Anyway, I I just <laughs> I know I know what he was trying to say. I just don't think he said it in the right way, and I think it came across as being offensive yeah. when I feel like he was just trying to protect his heart and say, "Hey, you know, I'm a born again virgin." And I would really love to be with someone who, who respects that and honors that in, in the relationship that I have for the rest of my life. So can we talk about it? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. That's, that was just kind of where I was. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. But let's, let's switch gears to the guys who are left. And talk right. about because because yeah. yes. we talked about Luke P now for a couple minutes. And no more Luke P. Hannah show. gave the decree yes. that we are done. <laughs> All right, we're done talking about Luke P. Yes. Okay. So the final three, as of now, when this episode airs, you know it'll be <laughs> down to the hours. final. <laughs> but we have Tyler C. Peter the pilot, and we have Jed. So, what are your thoughts on the final three? Oh uh, well, first of all, I have. Always loved Peter. Um, Same. How can you not? How can you not? We identify as Peters on this show. Yes. He's so great. I, uh, yeah, he's great. I feel like they have everything. They have the chemistry. They have great conversations. They, um, they look happy together. Like, they have a lot of fun together. He's set. He's He's got a job. He's a professional. You know, I... I feel like he can give her some stability when it comes to their future life together. Um, he can fly her places. Yeah. They can I mean, how much time. fun is that? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I love the way that he carried himself with all the, the drama that happened throughout the season. I felt like he stayed out of it for the most part yeah. and Absolutely. just basically like stood up for her when he felt like he really needed to, um, but he didn't become part of the drama, which I felt like Jed did a little bit. Um, and that's, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, I feel like kindness is, <laughs> I don't know. People aren't as kind on the show anymore. And I just, I don't know why. I don't know why people can't choose kindness. I don't know why there has to be the drama. So I, I get that Jed had these negative feelings towards Lupe. Um, but like when I was in the position, I felt like when I was on the bachelor, I needed Alex to figure out who he wanted to be with, because if he figured out that he wanted to be with someone over me, then I didn't want to be with him anyway. And I feel like it's more of a competition these days, you know, yeah, absolutely. whereas like, just let her figure it out. Like, don't get on her for keeping one guy around that you don't agree with. If you don't get along with them, then you don't have to be friends afterwards, but let her figure it out for herself. And I just feel like Peter did a really good job of keeping himself out of the drama. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point with Jed, it's been kind of interesting to see that he has been kind of involved in the dramatics when he's got a lot of his own drama that he's going to have to answer to tonight or tomorrow night as well. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about his his girlfriend? Yep. (laughs) Yep. His girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one. And then um, (laughs) I think just coming on and, you know, promoting his music career. Hey, I'm all for utilize it. If you're going to be on the stage of ABC and you're a musician, hey, why not get out there and play your music? But if that was his reason for coming, I don't know if that was his reason or not. I just, I, there's just questions there. Whereas with Peter and I think with Tyler, Tyler, I adore too. I think his personality is out of control. He's, he's not so bad on the eyes and True. Um, <laughs> um, I think he's got a great family life I um, I will say that I think Jed's family got a bad edit and I know from experience that that can happen because Ryan's um, my family visit with Ryan at my house looked they made it look like it was horrible um, so I know how that can go down and I feel bad that his family kind of got like a 
more negative edit than the other families. Um, So I don't think there's any bearing on the fact that he has a great family too. I just, I loved the component between Tyler, Tyler and his father. And I feel like, right. It just melts your heart and it makes, it makes me feel like he's going to be a really good dad. And um, anyway, I, those are my feelings on those. So if you have to pick one, like who do you think's the one? Who do you think is going to be, like how do you think this is going to end? I don't know. I'm so bad because I honestly, I feel like she could have successful relationships with all three of them. Um, yeah. Not knowing the ins and outs and the edit, the stuff that ends up on the editing room floor. Right. Um, I think, I think she could be, great with all of them I don't think there are any real red flags besides the possibility of having a girlfriend um that could be a huge one Um, (laughs) but um I I think she has great chemistry with all of them and I see success with all three so I just I just want her to find success after this and be able to kind of ride off into the sunset wherever she she feels she'll be most happy so if you had one bit of advice to give Hannah leading into tonight, what is it? Uh, tonight and tomorrow night, both. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, it is crazy. Mind you, that's another thing that's changed. We had like an hour. Ours is like an hour. <laughs> now it's like several <laughs> hours. Every yeah. Hour four. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they also have the after the final rose as part of tomorrow night, I believe. Um, yes, or maybe it's part of tonight. I don't know. Anyway, um, I would say that enjoy what's about to come because there will be a lot of uber fun experiences that you get to be a part of. I mean, we got, we were on Oprah and Ellen and, you know, presenting at music awards and all of these really fun things that I never, as a little Midwestern girl, would never have gotten to do otherwise. So enjoy it, but in the same breath, make sure you focus on the relationship that you spent all that time trying to find Um, because so many people fall victim to the, uh, um, and maybe not fall victim, but they just make a choice that they would rather be doing something in the spotlight. And I think with the spotlight comes so much drama unnecessary drama if you will and um i just i whenever someone says they're like gonna go dawn dancing with the stars like right after the show i'm like oh please don't because you're not going to make it um like take nick and vanessa and oh gosh i can't even remember like i was on dancing with the stars but it was after we had been married already so um I don't know. I just, I would love for her to really enjoy it, but also focus, um, keep that laser focus on your relationship. Yeah. I think that's great advice for everyone. All of our listeners, not just Hannah, everyone. Great advice from Trista. Well, Trista, we have loved our time with you. We really, really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. This has been amazing. Um, and this is all really great stuff. We love getting to learn from all of these different verticals within Bachelor Nation and hearing your experience has been amazing. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me and letting me dish from my maternal, <laughs> um, my maternal platform. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. Anytime, yes. We'd love to keep in touch with you. And thank you so much again. And hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Take Thanks care. so much, Thank you, too. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, so that was amazing. It was so great talking to Trista. She was so nice to come in and talk with us. A lot of great information. Did you watch the very first season? I did. How old were you? I was in I like freaking third this. grade. I don't even know if I was watched all of it because I probably wasn't even allowed because I was yeah. like nine. Well, it was past your bedtime, I'm sure. <laughs> it probably was. But I remember I remember 
every se- I mean, I've seen at least bits of every single season. Okay. Starting with Tristan, because I did not watch the first season of The Bachelor okay. in like 2001 or whatever yeah. that happened. Yeah, way back when. But Trista was awesome. She was so great to have. It was really cool to hear her thoughts, her perspective on her season and her experience and Hannah's and all that was amazing. So thank you again, Trista. That was awesome. And hopefully Hannah and Tyler have a very similar relationship to Hopefully Trista's 16 years from now, we're interviewing Hannah about her and Tyler yeah, C. We'll, we'll put it on the books, Hannah. They're happily in love. All right. So the season's over. Season's this over. Was, first of all, Our this first was season this of, great. of we had Bash, a great time. please. We had a great time. This was this was so fun. What a journey. What a journey. We had a great time. Evan and I have not sent each other home. We're still in this. Still in this. For the right reasons, I'd say, For the too. right reasons. And we are so excited. Haven't even brought my guitar in yet. <laughs> if you ever do, I, I'm out. I can't believe I'm leaving. And so we are excited to take Batch Please to Paradise. Ooh. We've got two co-hosts for Paradise. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's well, right. That was great. I did it. You sang anyway. Eddie Money style. All right, I did great. Sing. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jed. I'm here for my music career. <laughs> you can find my mixtape on SoundCloud. The only reason Evan did this podcast was to further along his music but career. But only mention it on the 12th episode. Right. Got to build it up first. Build exactly. up the base. So we're so excited for Paradise. Evan, as we've mentioned several times, has never seen it. So I am so excited for him to see it for the first time. I love Paradise. It looks like it's going to be a really great season. Yeah. A lot of drama. A lot of key players that... From the last couple of seasons that mm-hmm. we know that we're familiar with, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And we're gonna talk about it all next week. We will. So we'll be recording every Wednesday now because guess, Mondays yeah. and Tuesdays will be Paradise Days. Be crazy! All right, so excited. In the meantime, how can the the good people of Bachelor Nation reach out to us? Please Batch send please. us yes. Please send us an email at batchpleasepod at gmail or you can tweet us. DM us anything on Twitter and Instagram at Batch Please Pod. Yeah, and we actually have a couple uh, coffee mugs out in the world right now. We sure do. Say Batch Please got a cool red handle. They're super cool. Check out our Instagram for pics, and if you are interested in one, let us know. But thank you so much for following along on season one of Batch Please. We have had an absolute blast, and we are so freaking excited for Paradise. Let's go grab that drink and hang out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Batch Please listeners. Bye. Bye.